0: So it's a it's a Mother's Theme today on the podcast because it is Mother's Day on Sunday here in Australia and I just thought I might take this opportunity <laughs> to share something that I get really, really passionate about. Uh, if you're new around here um, or this might be your first time listening to the podcast, I am the... Very happy mother to three kids. They're seven, nine, and 11. My eldest is a boy and I've got two girls. And I parent them on my own. Uh, their dad passed away in 2019. And before that, uh, we'd been separated uh, for uh, before uh, maybe eight months before he passed away. So, since the very start of 2019 I've been um, parenting um on my own, and I feel uh, that that journey has been an extraordinary one for me and for my parenting, because I can go through stages where I feel like, can everyone just go away? I need some time and space for me. Uh, It can feel heavy sometimes making decisions for my children on my own uh, when, you know, that was certainly never the way that I thought it was going to go. But I think as soon as I found myself at home with them full time um, without my husband, it, it was like there was no one else to kind of blame for why I might feel tired or um, why, you know, to, to take the fall if I got myself into a total tears and c- completely overwhelmed. It was just me. And while that was super confronting, and continues to be confronting sometimes, even although I have built in amazing support in my life, uh, it's still just me as their parent. Uh, no matter how supportive my my immediate family is their grandparents and aunties and uncles and my boyfriend, it's still me as the as the parent. I had to start taking some pretty radical responsibility for myself uh, because if I go down, uh, this ship, you know, won't sail. And it's really, really important to me, uh, well, it became very obvious to me that taking care of myself, uh, prioritising myself and what I needed was a factor in all of this, I think. I ran myself into the ground totally and completely um, in my in the early years of of motherhood. Uh, in ways that, you know, I look back now and I think, what? How was I doing that? And I think maybe when there's someone else there to kind of share the load, it goes a bit undetected. But when you're on your own, there is nowhere to hide. So I thought I might just share with you today an absolutely undeniable truth about motherhood and why we find it so hard. And this is not just a Lisa truth. I have worked with thousands of women (laughs) over almost a decade. And I can tell you that this is a thing that so many mothers struggle with and there's really it's like I've literally spent so much of my time trying to figure out why and in my program ready for change we really unpack this in a big way and in the the most recent um you know the stories of change that I've been sharing you hear how women, many of them mothers, have completely <laughs> reframed how parenting feels for them, what their home life looks and feels like because they really started to put a question mark over some of the truths that they've been telling themselves. So I believe a truth story that I choose is that everything Everything in our lives works better when we're thriving. It's just, it's just, it's so obvious. This is not, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. When we're rested, <laughs> you know, well slept, which I know is an elusive thing for many parents and, you know, I am with you, all power to you, Um it is, you know, a tough season, but it's almost why we have to double down on taking care of ourselves. Lack of sleep is a bitch, really, and, you know, self-care is a huge, huge, huge priority for women who are struggling in those early years of parenting. But even just, you know, it feels better when we when we have energy, when we're nourishing ourselves, when we're not just, um, you know, eating the crusts off the toddler's sandwiches as our lunch, but actually paying attention to the food that we're putting in our body. You know, it's so simple. We are drinking enough water. I just, I mean, I, I still, I don't get how parents can wake up with um, hangovers after big nights because I just think, well, for me personally, what a waste of a day. Um, but also it just throws everything out. I can't parent well. I'm recovering for days if I have a big night. <laughs> and uh, I so I choose my times wisely. But also just, oh, you know, experiencing pleasure, working from an overflowing cup instead of even just a full cup because that still means that you're getting depleted. Like the aim is – an overflowing cup, giving to ourselves, filling up all the time. And we find this so hard. We find it hard to prioritize our pleasure, joy. I mean, we do things like, you know, we might go for a a walk or a run or lift some weights or do our yoga classes and stuff like that. And we kind of justify the essential things in life, (laughs) movement, food, uh friends as how we're filling our cup but it's like can we just get a little bit juicier about this and you know to be honest majority of the women that i work with don't even have those fundamentals down pat because that life is moving so fast there's no room there's no capacity bloody hell i mean i just it can just feel tough sometimes to just remember to pay our car insurance on time or, you know, little things like that. It's a lot, like we're dealing with a lot for sure. But if everything feels better when we're thriving, why aren't we focused on that? If we know it's kind of like the secret to life, feeling good, and that as a human being put on the planet, we actually get to enjoy our time here. W- why is that not a focus? Why is all the focus somewhere else? Well, What I've found is that a lot of the time, we don't even know that there can be another way. We haven't stopped to question it. We accept our a status quo, a status quo that we've kind of inherited a status quo that we assume from all of the stuff we see online or expectations of what we can handle that we think other people are handling and they're not really. It's too much for you. It's too much for other people as well. Can we just get real about that? I think the thing is, is that we've bought into truths about motherhood that aren't in fact true and they're making us really depleted keeping us in our overwhelm stopping us from you know really exploring what a juiced up pleasure filled life might actually look like and and those supposed truths which i believe are, are stories Stories that we've just told ourselves so often, stories that we saw our mothers live by, they became truths. And these stories run deep, deep in like sitting in our subconscious, ruling us because we're not consciously thinking about them all the time. Things like um, motherhood means sacrifice. Now, for sure. (laughs) I'm I'm not talking about the obligations that we have as a mum. Yeah, I might sacrifice my Saturday mornings reading the paper, having coffee and pastries to get my son to his soccer, (laughs) but I do that one willingly. I'm talking about how the expect, expectation is that you go years, sometimes decades of your life, thinking that it's normal for you to sacrifice yourself for the needs of others 100% of the time. That's not normal. I don't think that's normal. I don't think it should be the case. And yet we're kind of like, oh, yes, you know, you become a mum And from that moment on, everybody else comes first. Well, what? (laughs) Now, as I said, I, I parent solo. My kids only have me as a parent. And I still prioritize myself. Because the truth I live by, the story I live by, is that when I'm thriving, everything else feels better. And that includes my ability to parent and be present for them. Also includes taking time away from them. It includes, you know, grumpy kids who don't want to walk to school, walking to school, because it's important for me to get some movement at the start of my day. And at this stage, I can't really leave the house early on my own while they're still sleeping. My youngest one would just not there yet, but we'll get there. I think another truth that we have inherited, this story that mums just don't stop. And uh, for sure struggled with this because my uh, amazing mum She sort of seems to have an ability, or she did, it looked like to me, to have this non-stop ability to just keep going. I never saw her sit down, really. We were watching TV. She was ironing. (laughs) She used to vacuum our house every single day because of my brother's dust allergy. What? You know, she had three kids. She worked. And... And I can remember just sort of thinking to myself, oh, I'm doing so badly at this. Mum didn't have to rest. Why was mum able to do it? Why aren't I able to just keep going? And then learning about ourselves and our particular design, oh, you know, human design is a fascinating thing. And I... I just, I don't have the ability to just keep going and going and going and going. It's just not who I am. I need moments to rest. And accepting that and embracing it and creating a life around it so that I can thrive, so that I can be a better mother has been revolutionary. And yet we find it so, so hard. And it's because these truths These stories, they exist at a subconscious level and it is really, really hard to spot them sometimes, to just even spot we're running a program that's old school. It is old school. It is the old ways. And even if we have awareness around it, unless we actually have a map to spot, and shift those stories at a subconscious level, we're just going to keep repeating the patterns. And that is the power of my Ready for Change program. That is exactly what it does and it's exactly why it changes women's lives for the better because we don't have to accept these truths, self-sacrifice. Everyone else comes first. What what might your life look like? If you were the top of the priority pile, how might everyone in your family's life feel better if you were coming from this juiced-up, cup-overflowing, loving-life place? That has an impact. That has a huge, huge ripple effect, and yet we find it so hard because it goes against what we believe a good mum is. I really do think it's time to change that. And I'd love to invite you along on on Thursday night to sit with me, bring a cup of tea, bring whatever you like, and let's talk about this. Let's pull out a bird's eye view of you and motherhood right now. It has been a really tough time for so many mums, so much going on. Let's just gently pull out, have a little look at things and reimagine motherhood for you. The link to join us is in the show notes. I would love to see you there live. I would love to nurture you. I would love to gift you this hour. This is my Mother's Day present for you. And let's just start to create a little bit of a shift, okay? Happy Mother's Day. I hope that you ask for exactly what you want and don't just sit back expecting that everyone knows exactly what you want and need. Use your beautiful voice, claim what you want (laughs) from the people who love you and recognize you're doing a bloody amazing job. I think you are. I know it. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode.